You are now listening to the greatest show in the universe. Hey man, this is Tommy Chong. Right now you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Sean Danielson from Smile Empty Soul, and you are listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. The Anthony Rogers Show. Brian Bader from the Verb Pipe here, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, this is James Jude Courtney, Michael Myers, aka The Shape, in Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and the soon to be released Halloween Ends. And this is The Anthony Rogers Show. I am Dave Holmes from MTV and Esquire Magazine, and you are listening. To the Anthony Rogers Show. What's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, the Godfather, and cannabis expert, <laughs> and connoisseur. And you're watching the Anthony Rogers Show. Peace. This holiday season, you're going to want to smell like luxurious bastard beard co. You either want to wear them as a man or smell them as a woman. So buy them as a man or buy them for your man. Don't smell like a bum this holiday. Do it right. With Luxurious Bastard Beard Company, use promo code LEGENDARY for a discount. Welcome back to the greatest show that's ever existed. I'm Anthony Rogers, and your co-host, Nikki Niley. How you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So uh, it's a big show today. We got, like, your your friend has a lot of uh, photography. Uh, we'll just bring him in here. That's crazy. Like, uh, like uh, I think like you you did a podcast at his house one time. Time how I met him originally, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And then like, so he's like photographed you and Kurt Cobain. And fucking, and just like, and like in between, it's kind of cool, man. Like I don't know. It's He's got so many good stories too. He's a great storyteller. Hi, hi, Chris. Hi, everybody. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Nikki. How we doing? We're good. How are you? Good, good, good. Just tired. Anthony, you just said the funniest thing. Um, it, so I just to jump in here. I I had that happen once where I was taking pictures of a certain girl. And she was so excited because I had shot, I'm shooting her. And then I'm, sh I also shot Johnny Depp. So it was like oh, a nice. big deal for her. She's like, you're the same person. I was like, yeah, I'd rather shoot you than Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. So, like typical kind of question. Like how'd you, how'd you get into that originally? Like, um, my, I'll tell you the short version of a long story. Um, when I was, uh, Around eight, nine years old, I saw a movie called Funny Face with Audrey Hepburn and Fred Astaire. And Fred played a photographer that I uh, thought, that's cool. I was in love with Audrey Hepburn as a kid, so I'm going to go be a photographer. So by the time I was 10, I started shooting. By the time I was 12, I started my business, started shooting models uh, at, at 12 years old. 
uh and then just started were shooting. models were like uh am i gonna shoot for this child or yeah oh, yeah, yeah. But they, they, they saw my work so it was okay okay the work spoke for itself they're like okay yeah, fuck that, you. that, that, gave, that gave me the street cred but um but then i um but i started shooting concerts through high school because i would i loved music growing up in the bay area in the 70s music was a big deal um so I kind of like, it just, I just knew I was going to be a photographer from day one. I used to run around telling everybody, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. I'm going to do this the rest of my life. So I moved to LA when I was 21 uh, in 1981 um, and um, never looked back. Love it. That's you, know? you, you looked wild when you're young, man. I found some old photos of you. You look like a wild person. Like you didn't look like a, like now you look like more refined and stuff. I think you look more wild back then. I was not. No, no, you got it all wrong. I was I have been boring and 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 I'm a workaholic, you know. I have since I was since I started day one, I tell people I, I just I work. It's to me, it's all about um what's the word? Like I always say, like work first, play later. And um, I've been driven like nobody outworks me. Nobody. That's uh, I feel I got this, like, fake, all these fake books behind me from all my. <laughs> this is all fake behind me too. This is just a big photo. Happy Thanksgiving, Jenny. The comments, by the way, happy Thanksgiving. But yeah, dude. Like, uh, no, I was looking into you, man. Like, you pretty much like if you name if you could basically, I bet I bet if we had like people just guess people like that are famous, you probably have you probably have shot like have photography with them, and, and it's great stuff too, man. It's like uh, I mean. I mean, I mean, some of my favorite bands, man. You, you were just a part of that, man. Like you had like Stone Temple Pilots, Nirvana. I mean, the legendary Nirvana photos I saw as a child were you, that which is nuts. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> like those were like I was like when I found Nirvana as a child, man. Like those yep. were some of the most like the pictures out the 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 seventeen pictures that existed of them, you know. Or yeah, whatever. the dumpster shot, the dumpster shot that you see, which is was used as publicity for Nevermind, that has become rather iconic to Nirvana, and um. You know, it was used for everything. So it's. Uh, what was that like? I mean, like kind of fanboy question, but what was Nirvana like? Like meeting. Well, I'll tell you the Nirvana story. Basically, I was. Uh, you'll see if you know this band, but I was up in Seattle shooting the band Queensryche. Do you remember them? I'm familiar. Yeah. I'm okay. So I was up there uh, in March of '91 shooting Queensryche for EMI Records, and Nirvana's manager at the time was John Silva, and I think he still works with them. And I said to John, "Hey, I got a day off. Is uh, is the you know is is Nirvana around?" And he goes, "They are." And he goes, "Perfect timing, Chris." I go, "Why?" And he goes, "They got a new drummer, Dave, and uh, they could use some photos." So I set up a meeting I, on a Saturday afternoon. We met at a diner. They were hung over us, you know, really <laughs> fucked up. And so we, we, I bought them lunch, and they had no money. Like they were more than lunch. I, I so I said, you know, it got him feeling pretty good. Then we just walked around the neighborhood and did a bunch of shots. And then I said goodbye. And poor Dave had no drumsticks. So I called my friend at a drum company and I bought him a hundred pairs of drumsticks and had them shipped to him because he I said, you can't. I go, you can't be a drummer without drumsticks, Dave. It doesn't work. <laughs> so, um, so that shoot, you know, I just did it for free and for fun. And then I came home. And, you know, I shot Nirvana. For me, it was a big deal because I was a big Seattle fan. I loved Sub Pop Records, you know, anything that Sub Pop was doing. No, so okay. so for me, it was like a big deal. But I came home and people were just going, Nirvana, what? You know. <laughs> so it was really funny to, to, you know, to get that kind of reaction here. But then, you know, a few months later, Nevermind blew up. By the end of, uh, 
I tell people all this all the time. And by the end of 1991, all my friends were millionaires. Uh, wow, that's going to be a crazy feeling. You think about, I always tell people, you think about Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. They were poor, had nothing, yeah. nothing. And then by the end of the year, <laughs> Chris Novoselic was buying a house with cash. <clears throat> they were all buying houses and, you know, it was crazy. And, and the, the last time I saw, I always tell people the story, the last time I saw Kurt Cobain, I said, Kurt, how's life treating you? He says, it's weird, Chris. It's really strange. I said, what's so strange about it? You're, you're doing great. The music, the everything. And he goes, it's just weird. He goes, now when I take $20 out of the ATM machine, I have a balance of 50,000. And I went, okay, that's tough. I will never know what that's like, but I can understand. <laughs> and I said, you'll get used to it, Kurt. You'll get used to it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a crazy, it was, I always tell people, because during that time, not only Seattle was taken off, but I was documenting Jane's addiction in the middle wow, of doing that. And yeah. so the first Lollapalooza was in 91. I was there for the first one and a bunch of other ones. And nice. So there was a lot of, a lot was going on. I, I always tell people, I look at my calendar from that time and it's, it's insane. Like one day it's like, I shoot Soundgarden in the morning and Alice Chains in the afternoon. And the next day I'm off Jane's addiction. You're just like going, it's mind blowing. That's how podcasting feels, I feel like, except for I don't have to be talented. Like, you have to, like, do something <laughs> to be talented. Like. Come on. You just got to, like, dress up like a Coke dealer and sit on a fake couch. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I, I put books there just to make people think I was literate. I'm from Missouri. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, no, I, I think, like, I can relate to a lot of what you're saying, though, man. It's like, uh, I, I can just get to know rock stars. So I, I can relate a lot to that. But I think, like, um, I mean, you have a lot of good, I mean, it's good stuff, too. It's not just, like, I mean, no. Just, the grunge is like my favorite genre. Those are some of well, my favorite ones. <laughs> another dumb, another dumb story. This is how I, I laugh. I, this is the joy I get from the last 13 years of doing this greatest hits project is all about my greatest hits project. The thing I enjoy the most is when um, I did this exhibition in Australia in 2018. It was a George Michael exhibition. And, um, and it, it was massive because George Michael fans are very passionate. And they're, uh, you know, they just, it was like the gallery became Mecca for George Michael fans. It was incredible. And then around, so six months later, I go back and I do this grunge exhibition and everybody freaked out. They thought, oh my God, you did George Michael. How did you do all these pictures of Chris Cornell and Nirvana? I said, well, I did that too. And it just freaked them all out because they thought all I could did was George Michael. And that happens with a lot of people. And then I followed that up with a Michael Hutchins exhibition, which then scared everybody to death. So <laughs> it keeps going. You know what I mean? It just, you just keep trying different things. I've like, I tell people after 53 years of shooting, I have a lot. And it takes yeah. a certain kind of energy to like, kind of like be talented and like straight face these situations. I mean, cause you're dealing with like a lot of big stars and stuff. I mean, and, and I think it takes a certain kind of person to be able to straight face that and handle it and stuff. I mean, just, I mean, from my, from my, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, but you you know how it is though. Like you you, uh, they're just people. I never really. I was. I don't, yeah. The only I the only people I was ever like, ever in awe of, like ever just like oh my god, was Sidney Poitier. He it's Sidney Poitier. I was in awe. Like I was nervous. It was him made me nervous. And um, and uh, and meeting um, what's my call it um, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon because as a, kid, as a kid they were like stars you know so it was those people the musicians there were some that i was like you know in awe of and excited about but never just 
you know, I talk shit to everybody. So I really don't, I always tell people, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't care. Yeah. Love that. The you Wolf know. of Wall Street was like that for me, probably. Like, like Wolf of Wall Street, like Jordan Belfort, and like, um, and like Sublime with Rome, so like, like Rome. Everyone else, I, I, it was probably because it was the beginning too. So was it was it harder for you in the beginning when you started meeting these people, uh, or, and and then it gets easier as well. Like, it was yeah, like yeah, of course. You know, I it's. Yeah, I just had fun. I, I so I'll tell uh, this is a, to get this started was like when I got to L.A. I came here to be a fashion photographer. I wanted to shoot models. The reason I'm a photographer is models and girls. That's why I became a photographer. <laughs> but the first, the first day I got here, and I didn't know anybody, and I got this job at a black and white lab in L.A., my boss says to me, You're, it's not going to happen, so figure something else out. But he gave me the best advice. He said, it's not what you shoot, it's who you shoot. Wow. So he said, you could have the greatest pictures of a bunch of nobodies or half-assed pictures of a bunch of somebodies. Mm. And I said, I want the somebodies. And so that's when I started right off the bat was like, okay, I, if I'm going to shoot somebody, it's got to be somebody. And I started out in the early days, I was shooting models, of course, but I was shooting playmates and, and, you know, up and coming actors uh, and some up and coming bands and things like that. But it started with that mentality. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like an Andy Warhol kind of approach. Like I think he kind of did the same thing. Like he, he would paint, he would paint rich people in some of his paint, the paintings basically. Yeah, right. Like you like like you paint like Mick Jagger or somebody famous that had a bunch of money and then like sell it to him for like twenty grand and stuff like it was like a, exactly exactly it's like it's like you know it we in L A we call it celebrity by association you know I'm not a celebrity but all the celebrities in a sense I shot it's like it makes me a celebrity like and I always laugh about it like like I'm the guy they go you're the guy that shot George Michael you're the guy that shot Nirvana you're the guy that shot Michael Hutchins I go I'm just the guy you know um, <laughs> the the tagline I've had for my greatest hits project is I have a million stories in the photos to prove it. And unlike anybody else, and you know, I always tell people the first time I did drugs was uh, I was 27 years old. It was 1988. I did the first time I did drugs. I did ecstasy with George Michael and Elton John and I got, and I got pictures. So like those, those are two guys I probably wouldn't do ecstasy with. I don't know why I, I, I would I had no problems. I was great. We had good times. I I didn't know I was not into drugs. I grew up in the Bay Area. My my family was on drugs, like you know, whatever. It was like the '60s, but yeah. I was never interested in it until I got yeah. later on in life. Yeah, 27. I know it makes sense. Like, yeah, no, that makes sense. But like, you know, how you're like work is a priority, and I, like I said, you know, being a photographer is not easy. I mean, it's cheaper and easier to be a heroin addict than to be a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth you you can go to rehab for heroin you can't go to rehab for photography is there is there anything that you did specifically to manifest like i mean other than obviously working your ass off was there like a trick you had or was there like journaling or man like was there any like manifestation tips or just saying it out loud and be like like believing it that that was what you were gonna like create in your reality yeah, no, Nikki, exactly. I, I think it's always had this drive about being what I would say would be I was I knew what I wanted at, at such a young age and I wasn't nothing was going to get in my way. And so I just worked. I was going to no one was going to outwork me. I, I just had that feeling. And and so I developed techniques and tools to multitask, to do this, to do that. And uh, I wanted to be, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Richard Avedon, but I wanted to be him at 10 years old and he was the greatest photographer ever. So I didn't, I don't aim low. It's like my motto is go big or shut the fuck up. It's that <laughs> simple. 
I yeah. like that. No, I, I, I tend to agree in business. I think it's the same way, man. I think like uh, you got you got to go hard whenever you're doing that. I totally I, I totally see that. Um, but when we example the example I like to share with everybody is like, so I did my first greatest hits exhibition in 2017 here in Los Angeles. We, but I mean, it took me three years to get there. But once I got there, we had this massive exhibition. I had at Tower Records on Sunset Boulevard. I had a thousand people show up to opening night. We had performances yeah. and prints and auctions. It was massive. And that was, I walked away from that going, that's what I want, but bigger. And so right. it's, you, it's, you got to, you know, you just have to go big. I don't, I don't want to be good. I don't want to be, you know, so, so I want to, I want to create the greatest body of work I can. Yeah. That's funny. Like, uh, I can relate things. My, my grandma, when I was a kid was like old, she was like, I don't know. She's like 78 or, so, or 70 something when I was like a kid, like really young. Yeah. Like, she died when I was like 16. But, but, uh, but I was saying like, I remember her being like old being like, man, I wish I did all this stuff. I was never like president. I was never like this. I was never that. Yeah. I remember, I remember her like telling me all that stuff and it kind of, kind of motivated me. I think at a young age too, like, like I can start to relate to what I'm saying. I, like, I can kind of well, see that you have to, I like that. You have to. And I, and for me, when I moved to LA, I was told I was crazy my whole life, childhood, that I was a loser, good for nothing, and I was crazy. So when I, to, when I moved to LA, I thought, oh, I'm crazy. This is going to be weird. But then I got here and realized I am boring compared to these crazy <laughs> And so what, what got me going was when I started meeting people like-minded or the big the people I looked up to, you know, spending... I can I can drop names for days, but like spending three days on a on a video music video set with James Cameron and learning like, oh, my God, he's crazy. But like all in the right ways or meeting these great actors or the meeting the musicians, hanging out with my hero, Maurice White from Earth, Wind and Fire. You start meeting those kind, and you feel like, oh, I want to be one of them, you know, and that's you have to work hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most jobs look stupid compared to being famous, probably. Like I remember being like a kid, and, I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, and, like, and everybody had like dumb jobs. Like, like, oh man, like, like they worked in like call centers and all this other stuff. And I'm like, man, I don't want to do any of that shit. You no, know, I got a question for you, Anthony. I got a question oh, for you. No, what's up? What was your first concert? First concert, Kiss. Ooh, what year? Uh '96. Excellent. I did a album cover for Gene Simmons's record label. You want to hear this crazy story? Because he's Obviously. crazy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so there's this album called Silent Rage. You can Google it. Silent Rage. He had me shoot. He wanted the band to have hard-ons. And, and, and <laughs> we had this French makeup artist who was scared to death by the end of the day. He kept on telling the band to go in the bathroom and jerk off and have <laughs> hard-ons. Because they were wearing like tight pants and tight vinyl pants. And he said, they were like, can't we just put socks in there? And he goes, Kiss never used socks. We had hard-ons. And <laughs> so he made them band like do this all day. And I'm looking at this whole thing going, I don't want my name on this album cover. I don't want my name on this. I don't look at the art director going, I don't want my name on this album cover. The album cover ended up coming out. And it's a picture of this guy's crotch and his hard-on. And I'm like, put my another name on there. Don't put my name on that, please. And the whole day, Gene Simmons was all about hard-ons and, and, and bulges. <laughs> I don't think it's changed since, though, has it? That's like the fanciest dick pic ever, you know? Yeah, but I, I was like, I just, the, art direct, the art director, who's one of the greatest art directors of all time, I could, we just, the whole day, we were both freaking out. Like, this guy is, you know, famous for designing packages for the police, you know, and a million Grammy winning album covers. And we're sitting there going, bulges, bulges. What is going on here? <laughs> you know. That's hilarious. <laughs> do, you, do, do you remember who opened for Kiss when you saw him? Oh, uh, Murder City Devils. 
Okay. No, that was Pearl Jam. Never mind. Hang on. Let me think real fast. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. The time before was Alice in Chains when my parents went. I remember that. Ooh. I don't remember. Oh, dude. Okay. So I want to ask you, like, is there anybody you wanted to shoot but like couldn't or oh. I want to eventually or like where? <laughs> what's your like kind of bucket list i guess with that you know like, anthony my friend my friend so i've had i have <laughs> i've had what i call a hit list since i think 81 82 uh once i realized what i was going to do i said i want to make a hit list. these are all the people i want to shoot and luckily when i started shooting music within the first year i knocked off most of them phil collins maurice white stanley clark i got to my heroes um, but on my list at the time was like Freddie Mercury. I wanted to shoot, still want to shoot Jimmy Page someday. I still mm -hmm. want to shoot. You know, it's changed through the years. Nowadays, you know, I would die to shoot Lady Gaga. I'd like to spend a, a day shooting Lady Gaga because I just think she's amazing. Um, but yeah, I wanted to shoot. There was always these people like, and, you know, like I said, and for me growing up, it was the, it was of course the, you know, the classic rock people. I would love to have shot Stevie Nicks at some point or I shot Mick Fleetwood, but that wasn't the same. Mm. Um, but you know, I got I got to most of who I wanted to get to. Let's just put it that way. That's crazy. Do you think uh, do you think Stevie Nicks is a witch? If it's fine with me, I derogatory. I was asking do you think No, I'm no, I, I would be fine with she could be whatever she wants to be. She's Stevie she, Nicks. She seems like a witch. I don't know. I, I yeah. not like a, not like a burner at the stakes kind of way, just like just seems like a witch, you know. I don't yeah, mind. no, but I, I so I saw Fleetwood Mac in like in nineteen seventy-nine, I think when rumors was out. It was one of the best shows yeah. ever. Wow, great album. Yeah, I wish I could have saw them in the prime. I grew I, I grew up in Northern California and I kind of grew up in the hood. So I tell people all the time, like I didn't know I was white until I moved to LA. And I grew up on R and B and soul and disco mostly. I had rock and roll from my brothers and things like that, but my main music was R and B and disco and soul. Love that. So, so Nikki, what was your first concert? Oof. Oh my God. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I've been to so many shows and just done so many drugs. Like, my brain's just like, no. I know that feeling. <laughs> I know that feeling. Been there. Oh, man. Yeah. I've seen a couple of rock shows. Uh, Slipknot. Um... Ugh, the worst show I ever saw was Slipknot. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not really a huge fan of theirs. Like, there's a couple songs I like, but. I, my friend was like their manager, so I went. I ended up going to a bunch of their shows. Um, there's no real good rock bands anymore that I would even really want to see live today. Really, like I've gone to a lot of EDM shows, but like nothing like. I mean, I guess those are concerts, but like, no rock shows really. Rock's kind That's of dead. I think you made a good point because, like, uh, I, I remember a couple years ago I had like backstage passes to something, and I'm just like, I don't care about any of these people. Like, it was, it was a really weird feeling because, like, as a kid, that's like the, the end. You're like, like, man, if I get backstage, me fucking Limp Biscuit, bro, or like whatever band was cool when I was a kid, you know, or, like Corn or some shit. And then, and then I went to, the, and then I went to the music festival. I'm like, I'm just not impressed anymore. Like, I, all my favorite bands are like nostalgic ones that I've known forever. You know, like, I, I don't know, like, uh, it's just yeah, a, really, yeah. a weird feeling, like not having. When you're a kid, everybody's like an astronaut or something, you know, like exactly. <laughs> well, what you funny is like you said, like that you're in that you grew up in that genre of rock at the early 2000s with corn and limp biscuit, yeah, yeah, and, and and slipknot came a little bit later. Uh, do you remember POD or or oh, Deftones? Yeah. Deftones? 
Yeah, I love Deftones. Deftones. Yeah, I shot all. I shot all. At the time, at the time, I was shooting these people. Yeah, I'm just like I didn't. I couldn't get into it. I was like, you know, I loved Fred Durst, nicest guy ever. We shot. I shot him solo. Then I shot the band. Not everybody was nice, but it wasn't my music, so it was hard for me just to go. Oh, I can imagine being an adult during that time. If I if I was my age right now, and at that time, I wouldn't even appreciate. I wouldn't even look into it. I think like, uh, <laughs> and, it's, and it's weird. A lot of these guys, like, I mean, for example, like, I mean, I like Small Empty Soul. I was a kid, and, and the singer's like my friend now, which is weird to me. Like, like it's just, like, I mean, just certain things like that. And I, I'm not like a, not a name droppy way, but in a like, no, it's I okay. No, I mean, in a way, like, I can't believe I achieved my childhood dreams. Like, if I told my 16 year old self that one of my friends is one of my favorite bands I listened to, I'd be like, wouldn't believe me, probably. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I, I'm like, I, trust call, me. I call those moments the what the fuck moments because crazy, I've had, right? I've had too many to count where That's i'm just I brought like, it up actually because I, 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 I think it's super related i think what you do is the same thing as podcasting almost like me getting to meet all these people yeah that's actually why i originally brought it up because like i think that's a that's a rare thing i have in common with you that most people don't know what it feels like like i get well, most people have no idea what that's like like i always tell people my my favorite first big moment was was in hawaii with george michael the first night we get there, my the manager invites me to dinner and I go, okay. And I go to dinner with the manager, but at the dinner table is Elton John, George Michael, me, the manager, and two other people, six of us at this dinner table. And I'm like at the dinner table with George Michael and Elton John. And all I can think is I shouldn't be here. I should sit at the kids table. I'm it's not like for, moment, for the like adults. And it was the weirdest <laughs> moment. It was one of that weird, like, like, I'm not worthy. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not had at so many of those. Like, and and I I still get them once in a while. But I I I and I love it. I, I always tell people it's 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 just like because I don't think of myself. I'm not famous by any means, and I'm I'm a nobody as far as I'm concerned. But um, well, you have a four thousand dollar a month loft apartment in L.A. behind you. Like, <laughs> No, not even. But no, I, I always tell people, I'm, I didn't, I, I say this when I do these interviews, I'm not famous, but my pictures are, and, and the people I shot are, and I'm good with that. I'm totally good with that. You know, my dream. Probably the best version of famous you could be. So people aren't like, you know, mauling you when you go outside. And do, like, <laughs> well, what I like oh is. God, it's Chris. Like, yeah, get I'm, him. Like, <laughs> I've had a couple moments. <laughs> like I've had a, but I always tell people my goal since day one is to to create the greatest body of work I can, and you guys can all judge me afterwards when I'm gone. And then, yeah. then that's that's what a true artist is, anyway. So that's the way yeah. I was brought up. No, I get that, man, for sure. That's so my question to you is: Did you ever see Limp Biscuit live? No, I saw Limp Biscuit live. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? I'm jealous of that somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dating one of the guys from Courtney Taylor. She's like a porn star. She was dating someone, and I was like. Like whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Um, but like, I, I like them, but I wasn't like, oh my god, I have to go to a Limp Bizkit concert. Like you know, eighth grade, I would have murdered somebody, and I, I could go. Yeah. See <laughs> well, I shot. So I shot Corn when they first came out, and they were the most That's boring funny. band I ever. And they <laughs> were like just boring person, like just them as person. People? Yeah, just boring. No, no That's personality. So, that is like. The same thing I thought with Deftones, boring. Uh, but well, now like my, they had no personality or like they weren't funny. No. They just were like, yeah, we're we're a band. Like we'll stand here, we'll stand here. My friend plays bass in, in, in the Deftones now. My friend Fred. Awesome. Oh, cool. 
But, you know, it's just I, those bands did not have a lot of personality. Limp Biscuit, I'm trying to think of who else. Slipknot was the worst show I'd ever seen in my life. If you ask me <laughs> the worst show. It was a zoo. Uh, they made me stay. I was in Chicago, outside of Chicago somewhere, and it was like, stay for the show. I'm no. A super big band that, that my wife got me into, you should check out, like for photography and stuff, and probably benefit from your, your, your thing, man. It's like Milky Chance, man. That, that band fucking rules, and they're and they're huge. Honestly, they're like international, and like um, and they probably benefit from some cool, like your cool kind of black and white like style. I'm probably not good enough for them. I I have this problem right now. I have, first of all, there's too much music in the world today, and there's too many bands. I don't know who anybody is anymore. It's really embarrassing. It it makes me feel old. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I get it. I you know I still shoot you know bands here and there, but everybody like I'll look on Instagram. Look, I just went and saw that. I don't know who anybody is. I really don't. And uh, uh, I just don't know. And I don't want to know. It's like most of it's forgettable. It's most of it's content. It's just boring. Well, it's like it's everyone thinks that they could be in a band now or something. Exactly. Like everyone and their cousin is a freaking DJ. And it's like, everyone. okay, yeah. Like, you know, it's like so just. <laughs> it's just like a perfect segue right now. A, a weather report, right? We got a. <laughs> we're going to do a weather report with a Frank McDonald here. I'm doing hey, great over still, It's still pretty cold outside in Sydney, Nova Scotia. It's really cold outside. It was snowing the last night and things like this. <laughs> Are you outside to allow it's cold? Tell me it's cold. It's cold outside my hometown of Sydney, Nova Scotia. This Saturday past, we had really strong winds bringing a lot of damage and things like this. I never lost power for really strong winds on Saturday. My power still on, never went out. Well, that's good, man. That's good. Uh, What's up? What's then going around two o'clock in the morning, Atlantic Standard Time, the power came, and the winds and high winds and heavy rain downgraded to breezy and drizzle. It's crazy. So what's up? Uh, what's the look like this week? Right now, it's going to rain on Thursday in Sydney, Nova Scotia, Canada. It's going to turn cold again on Friday. Warm air, cold air, fighting each other this time of the year. Things are going great so far in Sydney, Nova Scotia, and get the cowboy Frank Del Bobwood right on the National Bobwood Hall of Fame website. What's it like in the first world, like like America? Like what's it like, uh, like Missouri? What's Missouri like this week? Missouri's going to get colder and then uh, things like this because it's a big dip in the jet stream, causing stormy weather all across eastern United States of America. It's going to bring drier to normal on Friday in Louisiana. Things like this. There's a big snowstorm hitting for Denver, Colorado on Thursday and Friday. This Friday coming is going to bring a whole lot of snow. Wyoming and Colorado up in the mountains. What about South Carolina? It's going to bring some showers in North Carolina, South Carolina, and even Florida on Friday. That's Black Friday. That sounds racist. <laughs> That's Black Friday down in the States. And that's going to bring on Black Friday, it's going to bring showers in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida, and places like this. Crazy. Nice. It's going to be raining morning. everywhere. You know this offhand? That's so insane to me. I love it, man. I wish, I <laughs> wish I'd have to. Um, so what's California look like? We have people from California. What's it like? Uh, California's going to bring dry to normal temperatures this Friday coming as well. Always nice. It's just all... There's supposed to be a lot of rain sometime later on in a couple of weeks in California. It's going to bring high winds and heavy rain in Los Angeles and coastal areas of California all the way down San Diego. Because El Nino is getting stronger off the coast of Ecuador. The warm waters in the Equator or Pacific. Hmm. Right. Are there are there, are there going to be any hurricanes? You think it's going to bring of, It's going to bring more active hurricane season Atlantic next summer because the El Nino is going to die out. What's El Nino Spanish for? Like, 
El Nino is a Spain. It's a Spanish little boy. La Nina is a opposite. That's a Spanish little girl. Okay, you're like oh, La Nina. Yeah, look. Hey, can, I borrow some, can I borrow some of your brain? <laughs> <laughs> if, if I had your brain, I'd be like a criminal villain, probably. Like just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that, man. So, okay, what else? What else is going on? We should know about weather-wise. Like, what's Australia like? Is it warm there? Right, right now? now, Australia is bringing lots of rain and thunderstorms all across. East Coast Australia, things like this. I'd like to introduce to both both Outer Weatherman Gabriel Bradle, the rapper Weatherman, and Brandon Helk is the Weatherman from Alberta. It's so he's so fast. <laughs> You're so fast, bro. <laughs> Introducing Gabriel Bradle, the rapper Weatherman. That's one. Two is Brandon Helk, the Weatherman from Alberta. Cool. Love that. Is there like a weatherman convention where you guys all go and like talk about the weather? I talked to Gabriel Bridal <laughs> and he's doing a rapper weatherman. He does the rap and the weather and things like this. Cool. That's awesome, right? Um, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> hey, Chris's uh, video is kind of glitching out, by the way. Do you see that? Or is it just me? I like to introduce to my the new comedy video, Sortron is one. The guy acting like a cat, the guy acting like a turkey. Those are the three new comedy videos I did this week. I saw those. Those are funny, man. Like, uh, like those, those are funny videos, man. We, we can pull one up, I guess. Hang on, let's see. Let's see. Where's it at? I think you tagged me on Twitter or something. What the fuck? I heard myself. I don't know. You have, the, you have a link, Frankie, though, before we get back? Frankie, you got a link for the video? Yeah, I'm I'm going to send a link now. Oh yeah, show video for you I'm sending you the link now. Thirteenth. I'm sending you a link now. <laughs> How's the volcano um, doing, Frankie? Someone asked in the comments, Kiko. The volcano still at... It's still going, is how you said. <laughs> Mask. I just, uh, I'm just sending you the video now. Alright, cool. Here's cool, the cool. guy acting like he can't. Wow. <laughs> Frank, <laughs> I'll pull it. Oh, okay. Oh, God. oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, listen to these terrible ads. All right, here we go. Firm, share screen. <laughs> it's a man acting like a cat. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Try to pull it up stupid right now. All right, here we go. It's funny. It's funny. Okay, guys, let's do a guy act like that. Wow.
<laughs> really, my new ringtone on my phone. <laughs> oh, someone's calling! You're loud as fuck. That's great, man. Uh, we'll take <laughs> Thank you for the weather, brother. I'm gonna um get back to hello, <laughs> dude. That was. Dude, you're funny as hell. Everybody follow Frankie McDonald online. Dude's hilarious. Thank you, Frankie. Thank you, Frankie. Most famous. Appreciate that. Wow, that was scary. hilarious. I love that dude. I love that dude. Oh, I don't think I'll be the same ever again. I've seen some things in my life, and that's definitely at the top. You should um. You should uh, you should be his photographer, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't that, I don't know what I do. I don't know. Frank McDonald's serious. He's probably probably the most famous weatherman on earth. Like, like legit. Like, like so, like number wise, <coughs> like one of the most famous weathermen on earth. I think. Yeah. Does he just know? You think he's just psychically picking that up, or does he literally just sit there all day and like look at all of the weather and just know? I don't know, but I think he does his homework. He just seems like a guy who does his homework. I don't know that though. I, 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 I but remember we asked him and we're like, "How? How do you always know?" Because someone else was looking it up and they're like, "Oh my god, he's always right every time." I noticed that because I asked about Missouri every time, and I and I noticed he's right, and that's why I, like he's like it's going to be cold. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he's well connected. I got another question for okay. both of you. Okay. Who, if you could see anybody in their prime, living oh. or dead, what artist, Anthony, would you want to see band or solo, whatever? What, who would you want to see in their prime? Oh, man. I got a smart ass answer and a real answer. I, the real answer is probably Beatles, man. I'd probably want to see the Beatles. Oh, like, I would have loved to have been on the roof of Let It Be. That would rule. Yeah. That, that last concert. That was our last concert ever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that would be, that's monumental, man. No, yeah, any kind of I'm a big Beatles fan, man. I don't know. Well, that's funny you say it. Let me say think yeah, about I it, Nikki. Let me segue to that. Was that my first big shoot in 1980, what five or six was to shoot George Harrison for the cover of Musician Magazine. And I'm like a Beatle. Like, this is my favorite Beatle. Growing up as a kid, George was my favorite Beatle. So I'm gonna they tell me, Chris, you're only gonna get 10 minutes, so you better be ready. You get 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll be ready. So we shot it at Warner Brothers Records, like conference room. We set up, got ready, wait for him to walk in. Next thing I know, he walks in. I shoot this first setup. I'm like getting the second one going. And next thing I know, like he, we just start talking about the Beatles. And then he starts talking to me about Hard Day's Night because it's my favorite movie. I'm oh, asking yeah. stupid questions after stupid questions. We ended up hanging out for almost two hours and shooting. And then I went back and he, he I, they asked me to shoot on one of a music video he was doing like a week later, ended up hanging out with him, just him and I in a room by ourselves, just talking for like another couple hours. Like it was just at that point, I'm 25 years old going, uh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Do you wow. Know what I mean? wow that, yeah. that would be so surreal. It was. It's like those are those moments you're just like, eh, what the fuck is going on here? But yeah, yeah. what was your answer, Nikki? Who would you see? Like, your well, you know, actually, it was kind of a tie between the Beatles or Alice in Chains because the Beatles growing up was like my number one favorite band. Like, right. uh, like my parents grew me up on the Beatles. One of my first uh, CDs was uh, Beatles One. And like all of my school assignments, every time it would be like an art project or something, it would always be like, yeah. Beatles related, like I really did love the Beatles. So I mean, 
they're totally different bands, but like I saw Allison Chains a couple more than a couple times, actually. Love Allison Chains though. And they were amazing live. I there, bet there, there was nobody like Lane. Yeah. His voice was just like Unreal. one of the best voices. The the best other than Freddie Mercury, you know? Yeah. The the <laughs> best MTV, the best MTV unplugged CD is yes. Allison Chains. Allison Chains yes, That's my favorite unplugged CD. That's number one. Number two is Nirvana's, and number three is Pearl Jam. Yes. What's weird? I love Unplugged. Unplugged yeah. is so good. I'm, I'm like, I did, I wasn't around when like, like I, I feel like I was like really, I was like, I was like really young when Nirvana came out. I found, I found them, I found Nirvana off their Unplugged special probably like in the, in like the late '90s, like in like a rerun of it on like MTV. It was on MTV, yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched it. And I had like chills. In my, I'm like, who is this band? Like, I, I remember like just finding them. I'm like, I'm like, who? I'm like, who is this? That's only happened a couple times in my life, like probably like the White Stripes and like Nirvana, really. And then that you were like, late, you were like late to, like you caught yeah. him. At, yeah, I've he been there for five years. By the time I found him, like, I mean, it was just, I, I, I mean, it was just like a weird thing. You know, and then I think Nirvana speaks to teenagers really well, and I think it continues to talk to teenagers, like like generation after generation. It seems like, yeah, yeah for sure. No, I just I I I've had that happen to me with a lot of bands where I'm just like, oh my god, these guys are amazing. They're like, Chris, they've been around for twenty years. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, man, I discovered you like feel like you discovered Nirvana or something. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I ran into Dave Grohl last year for the first time in like 20 some odd years. It's kind of funny. See, I, I have a weird feeling. I don't like Dave Grohl for some reason. I don't know him, but I, I, just, I think the Foo Fighters suck. Everybody's like, has such a hard on for the Foo Fighters. I'm like, this is I, I, I'm not a Foo Fighter. I don't like the Foo fan. Fighters, but he's like a great, he's a great drummer. He's, he's a really great drummer. drummer. He's an amazing drummer. He's I mean, a, I just I still view him as like a Nirvana session drummer, you know. I just, <laughs> a, and I don't mean that in a mean way or anything. I just I just never I just never followed it up. Wow. He looks like Curious George with long hair and like plays bad music. Like that's how I feel. You mean not to be rude? Like, Anthony, my friend, my friend Dave Grohl just walked in. He wants to talk to you about these comments. Come on in, Dave. I mean, he's still more successful than me, but I'm just saying, like. I just feel like I'm. I'm, I'm yes, he's not going to be a guest on next week. <laughs> well, forget about yeah. that move. <laughs> oh I was never a Foo Fighters fan. It's not my thing. I, 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 yeah, but... I like good music, you know. It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just think it's like really good songs. Yeah, like, yeah. I, don't know, no, I, I'm, I was never a, a like I, I, I mean, I like a couple of their songs, but I would, I would never go see them play. I would not want to see them play. You have an but, iPhone. You have an iPhone, Chris. Yeah. No, oh, someone cool. actually just told me they saw them play, and it was like so horrible that they left. No. Yeah, I swear to God, cool. I'm not. I'm only saying this because <laughs> I just remember. My, they did that festival uh, in Vegas recently. It was like a a rock and roll festival, like okay, maybe, yeah. like a month ago. And my friend said that they watched, was it there? I don't know. Someone brought it up and they're like, yeah, uh, because isn't Dave Grohl singing in it? Yeah. He's trying. They were to. like, his, they, they were like, he's better as a drummer because his singing was like, they felt yeah, like someone was he's, yelling at them. Yeah. He's not a, the best vocalist, you know, or musician, but he, I, I've I, never I, seen them. So I have no idea. Yeah. yeah I feel like, uh, like Dave Grohl's probably good at other things, you know, like cooking or something. Maybe. You know, he's probably, <laughs> he's probably good at other things. <laughs> He's, he's, he's probably got other hobbies he's better at you know it's like it's not a big deal but uh no it's like he's, i'm telling him all about this like, like, do you think he do you think he was in on kirk Cobain's murder or do you think uh no it's all courtney 
You know, it was all Coriolis. Yeah. I was like, like, I said, like who benefited from it? I'm like, I'm like, no, no, I'll, I'll tell kidding. you this another dumb, funny story. Um, back in, uh, I can look this up. Hold on a second. Back in 2000, I think it was, I got asked to shoot Courtney. Um, I'd known her for a while already, but, uh, when it was this Courtney was 2004 to shoot Courtney love in August, October of 2004. And I got asked to shoot her and they said, Chris, she's only going to give you like, you know, an hour with the band. It was with her band at the time. And I said, sure, that's all I need. I don't need more than an hour. She ended up staying like six, seven hours. She wouldn't leave. We were like done and wouldn't leave. We were all, she just sucks the life out of the room. And we were just like, yeah, I get we're done. done. We're done. You can go now. You and she wouldn't, <laughs> she wouldn't not leave. taking the hint. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just time to go. Time to go. I'm looking uh, at the manager going, we're done. We're actually cleaning up and we're done. And she wouldn't leave. I don't know. I don't think she had anything where else to go. I think oh she, was, <laughs> she was always nice to me. And you know, there's a couple of the dumb stories I could say, but like, but she's just one of those people that just, you know, I, I don't have to say it. People know. Like, she's just, she's a, she's a lot. She's a lot, you know. Um, I, I don't like her or her music, but I don't know her. I don't know her. But Well, I, I, I like that one album. You have to, the one Live album. Live Through This. Yeah, Kirk Cobain wrote a good album, Live Through This. It was pretty Yeah, good. you know, and, and, and didn't, um, I think, what's his Bill name? Bill Corgan wrote, uh, what was Celebrity Skin, I think, right? Yeah, Bill, Billy Corgan. Like, he had some, he he's a piece of work. Um, but here's the thing, like I feel like I, I don't I don't even respect her. But if I was single, I'd try to bang her just to be wiener cousins with Kurt Cobain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sure she'd love to hear that too. <laughs> I, I feel like that. I feel like if I was single, I'd take it as a compliment. You never know. <laughs> He's like, I'd be a good story, but like that'd be on my grave. Like, dude, like, like he wants Yeah, I I I banged It'll be on your tombstone, like was big yeah. cousins with Kurt Cobain. Died because of the disease he caught from her. <laughs> that murder. Yeah. Murder yeah. No, I just, I, I, um, like I said to people, I, I, you know, I, I, my tagline is I got a million stories, and it's true. I, and, but I can never, people always want to know like bad things. I don't really have anything bad to say about anybody. Just people are just cranky to me. I always say some people just, <laughs> nobody, not nobody did anything, everything any bad, just cranky. Yeah. You know, so I'm happy about that. Do you have any favorite stories? Like any moments where you're like, oh my God, this was like the coolest, most incredible thing that's ever happened. <laughs> um, well, a lot of the shoots early on uh, for me were like Maurice White from Earth, Wind and Fire. I grew up with this RB music. So I like shooting and meeting Maurice White and meeting um, uh, Larry Graham from Graham Central Station. People like that I grew up with in high school that I shot pictures of in high school yeah. at concerts. So finally getting to meet them. And then one, my my hero in high school was a bass player named Stanley Clark, jazz fusion bass player. He was my hero in high school, like amongst Carlos Santana and a bunch of others. But yeah. years later to shoot Stanley Clark's two album covers for Stanley Clark, that yeah. blows your mind. You're like, okay, wow. now I'm part of his history. You know? <laughs> It's just weird. Um, that's the stuff that I, I look back now that I'm old and I'm getting at this point in my career in my life. I just smile about it thinking like, wow, I had those dreams and they came true. And that's yeah. not, it wasn't given to me. I worked hard to get there. Right. I sacrificed everything. Have you ever used Rockstar Cloud to get laid? No, I've never, <laughs> I never needed to. It, it was it depends on what decade we're talking about in the, in the eighties, it was because I was a photographer and I had a studio 
and I had a dark room. <laughs> so a lot of things happened in that dark room. Um, we used to, I used to joke, the joke was, let's go to the dark room and see what develops and let's go make some enlargements. Oh, that's hilarious. I know. That's classic. <laughs> but I was in my twenties. Okay. Whatever. I, I was stupid. Um, yeah. But then, you know, the nineties were, you know, were a lot of fun uh, touring with, you know, bands and going on shows and, a lot of good times. And like I said, once I started, when I discovered drugs at 27, 28, that changed the game for me. That was like, I never did anything around anybody. Nobody ever knew I was, did anything really. I, I kept everything on the down low. If I was going to party, it was like, it wasn't going to be, I never went to clubs. I never went to like, I didn't never go party with musicians and friends because I didn't want to be them to see me like that. Cause I'm a, I didn't want that reputation. Yeah. When I was a, when I was 12 years old, this photographer gave me the best advice. He said, "The most important a piece, the most important piece of equipment you own is your reputation." So mm. that was in, at, from the age of 12 on. That's what I was focused, still am focused on. You know, yeah. You have to be careful with what you do in front of people, in front of clients. I never wanted a client to say, "Oh, I saw Chris at a club and he was wasted." You know, I never wanted that kind of thing to happen to me. If that makes sense. That's why I love my 20s, just trash all the time. That's why I love. Oh, this guy asked the comments. Kiko asked, uh, any, have you, you, uh, you ever met Jack Black? I shot him twice. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, one of the funniest, the first shoot, I shot him with him and Kyle for uh, Maxim Magazine. No, yeah, it might have been Maxim uh, for a, a layout. Um, and I got my friend, we needed a model. We did this whole magic trick thing. And Jack was amazing. And then I shot him a year or so after that, I think, for Nickelodeon. I used to shoot for Nickelodeon a lot. That's crazy. Like people like, that's a funny thing. Like I, I, I talk about this and I can't want, this is one of the reasons why I can't wait till when I die and they do the retrospective on my life. It's going to scare the shit out of ever because I made my name in the music world, but I did tons of television. I did Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in 90, like all these iconic photos of Will Smith at Fresh Prince. That was me. You know, I shot all these TV shows, different, you know, actors and people. And so people will see that the music was just, uh, is a third of my workload. Yeah. And the child, every, every time you like say you shoot somebody like, like that, uh, I just think of like all the all the musicians that got shot because I'm a child. Like, like, I was just like, like, I was like John Lennon or something like that. You're like, oh, I shot John Lennon, you know? I was, yeah, I know. Like, I know. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I, I was like a child. I was like, what I think when you say that. But uh, yeah, I shot. Yeah. I shot. I shot Kurt Cobain. No, I didn't. I get it. It's, it's, you know, what's funny to me is. You know, like all these years have gone by now. And the funny part for me right now is, is just looking over the body of work. And I've been ar digitally archiving my life, basically. And every month I go to my vault, I pull a bunch of shoots. And I sit here and scan them right here. All I spent every day scanning pictures. It's just, it's like, a, you know, just like, it's like this walk down memory lane. And it's, it, I remember a lot of it, but a lot of it, I don't remember. There's nothing like, I'll look at a shoot going, I don't remember when did I do this? I'll have to look it up or I don't remember doing any of this. It's like, it's kind of crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. And it just happens every day. It's like, yeah, it's, it's the same thing with podcasting. Like the first, the first like big celebrity you talk to or someone that you're like, Oh my God, I talked to this person. It's crazy. And like, now it's like a Tuesday. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, it's like, oh okay. It's like, yeah, Tuesday I'll do this. Next Tuesday I'll do this. It's like, it, it, I can see what you're saying, how get mixed up and stuff. Uh, someone's asking the comments, any good, no doubt stories. That's my friend day. He always asked me about no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, finally, finally on a Yeah, that's my, that's my brother, Day. He, um, yes, I'll tell a no-doubt story. Gwen Stefani. So, <laughs> Gwen Stefani used to be real hot, man. 
she is amazing. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Period. That's crazy. Mean period. Words. No doubt. She's just a, she's just a girl from Orange County. You're like yeah. no doubt. She's <laughs> yeah. No, I, the first time I met her, she, uh, I laugh about this. I had to meet the band. Interscope Records hired me, and I had to go do this meeting uh, with the band like a week before the shoot or something. And so I go to the recording studio and I meet the guys. There's four guys. Her brother wasn't at the band at the time. There's four guys. She's not there. And I'm like meeting these guys. We're talking about this and just bullshit about the shoot and everything. And the, the A&R guy, this guy, Tony Ferguson, the nicest guy in the world. Tony says, Oh, wait till you meet Gwen. She's going to be a star. She's going to be huge. She's going to be the biggest thing in the world. She walks in wearing overalls and a baseball cap backwards. I look at him. I go, ain't going to happen. That, that not, sorry, you're wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong. And I left the meeting just going, what am I, what am I going to do with this? You know? And then we get to the shoot and she shows up, puts some makeup on, gets her sassy look going, gets in front of the camera. And I shoot the first roll of film. And I turned to him and I said, you're right. She's going to be a big star. You could just see it. She just has that. That's crazy. That it factor. So it was it was amazing. And 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 like I, I can tell you 20 more stories about her, but she's just the best of the best. Have you met Kanye? No, oh god, no. I like real hip hop, okay? Like what? <laughs> Who's married Kanye? Oh, I'm not a fan at all. I like I grew up on you know old school hip hop. I grew up on, you know, I always tell people, you know, I'm for me. I'm West Coast, so it's all about NWA and Ice Cube and Ice T and that West Side stuff, West Coast. You like Ice T more than Kanye West? Big I'm time. Out. I'm gonna flip out, Chris. I'm about to. Flip <laughs> and then I'm also, you know, and I'm a big fucking. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Wu Tang guy. I love Wu Tang. Yeah. Oh my really god! Bad. Did I tell you? I just went and saw Wu Tang and Nas in Vegas. You, I know you did. You liked it though, I, they right? They were so good. Oh my god! You're gonna be back with Wu Tang, Chris. You're gonna be back. But I'm a huge, I'm a huge Method Man guy. Yes. Because I've shot method, I've shot method three times, maybe four, and he loves me and I love him. Um, my favorite shoot, why I say Ice T, is because the first time I shot Ice T, uh, oh, Ice T called me OG. So meeting meeting <laughs> these people are different than just like hearing them on the internet, though. Like, like, yeah. like, I'm on a, I'm on a fan did you not see? Did you not see? Did you not see new, did you not, Anthony? Did you not see New Jack City? Come on now, it's a great movie. <laughs> They went from cop killer to a cop or something in TV years. He's like Ice Cube, right? Like they pretend to be like criminal. I love Ice Cube. I, I shot Ice Cube. Amazing. I think they marketed the privatized prison complex. They basically put all these people in jail and made them all slaves. And, and I think that like I, I'm kind of against that morally. And like, <laughs> and I think they're bad at music also. You know, but it's oh. like, I mean, it's kind of, you know. So who's like, your I mean, who's your hip hop hero? Here, I don't have any heroes, but I like Kanye West's music a lot. You know, I think he, uh, <laughs> you know, he's almost as anti-Semitic as me. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, between between Kanye now and dissing uh, dissing Dave Grohl and fucking Courtney Love, you're literally losing all your street cred. If you, <laughs> I just kind of, I don't know if I should say this online, probably, but, uh, but uh, I, I wrote this article from like, uh, like back in the day, like if I, I wrote this article for like Funny or Die or like some uh, thought catalog or something, and it talked about like 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 things you would do if you had a time machine, and like one of them was one of them was like go back in time, hit Marilyn Monroe in the head with a shovel and rape her behind a tree, and people like thought <laughs> I was serious, like people thought I was fucking serious. They're, they're like, they're like, man, that's really fucked up to do that. I'm like, 
that's really a, that's the whole fucking joke. It's like it's like, a joke. Like, <laughs> like the premise is I have a time machine. It's like insane that they believe. Like they try to cancel me for that, like that kind of thing. Careful, cancel. Yeah, be careful. People don't have a sense of humor. Well, I've, I oh, speaking of sense, I've shot a lot of comedians. Do you like comedians? Uh, not really. I just, I'm not. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I, I do it, but I only do it so I don't have to have a real job. You know what I mean? Is there somebody you like? No, nah, I mean I used to, man, like George Carlin or something, probably. George Carlin Bill is Hicks. God. Or Bill Hicks or something. <laughs> George Who's Carlin. Who's the comedian that you've shot, Chris? Oh God. Um, Great question. The uh, the fun. My favorite would say I, I've shot a lot, but my favorite was Bernie Mac. Oh my God! Yeah, you told tell the story about Bernie Mac. The first, the first, the first time I shot Bernie, I made a big mistake. Um, was I was shooting him in at the studio here in in Hollywood, and Entertainment Tonight crew was there filming us. You know the photo shoot with Bernie Mac, and then they were going to do an interview afterwards. So I'm sitting there, being my smart ass self because I'm a smart ass. I start talking shit to him because he's from Chicago, and I'm I'm a he's a big he's a big a uh, what do you call it a Cubs fan and I'm like a Giants fan. So I start talking shit because the Cubs were sucking. My Giants were winning. And I just started talking shit about the Giants. Fuck the Cubs. Duh, 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 duh. And next thing I know, I forgot who I was talking to. And, you know, a comedian who's used to hecklers. Next thing you know, with the cameras rolling and everything, he just rips me to shreds for like 15 minutes. <laughs> just tears me a new one. My, my assistants. What do you say? What do you say? Oh, I don't even remember. I was I was turning red, freaked the fuck. My assistants <laughs> were rolling on the floor laughing. The yeah. the crew from Entertainment Tonight busting up the like he just tore me apart. 15 minutes solid of you. What the you know, like just went at me in a Bernie Mac style. And I laughed and at the end where I was like, oh my God, I'll never do that again with a comedian. Fast <laughs> forward like a, a, a month or so later, I'm shooting him for Fox Television. I'm waiting for him to show up. I'm scared to death. I, I better be good. I'm not going to say anything stupid. He shows up <laughs> oh. and he fully remembers me and we start laughing and he was the nicest guy. I mean, I, he yeah. hugged me. We talked. It was, it was, he was just the best. He was the best of the best. And, and yeah. I, I always tell people it was one of the highlights of the, one of the actually, kings comedy like said, for sure. just like one of those just I, brilliant. I mean, and I'm, I don't know. He's just one of those people. I shot Cedric, the entertainer as well, who I love to death. He was super cool. Um, nice. But I like shooting comedians. Oh, Chris Farley was another brilliant one. Wow, Chris Farley's you know, Chris Farley, I liked him as a kid a lot. He was big. Yeah. He he I'll tell you this is another funny story. So fucking Chris Farley, that's insane to me. That's so like <laughs> we we were doing this shoot with him, and you can I think the pictures are on my website. I'm we were doing we were doing the shoot with Chris Farley, and we we met at this hotel called Shutters on the beach. Um, it's in Santa Monica. And I, we rented a conference room for the crew, the makeup, the stylist, and everybody to meet. And we were going to put them in clothes and then shoot them on the beach area in Santa Monica area. We got all these outfits together. So we did these pictures. We dressed them up as Mitch, you know, uh, what was it? Mitch from, uh, um, like, dressed them up as a lifeguard. We dressed them up as a pimp. We, but we shot all over that area. I was, he was really quiet when he showed up. And I thought, oh, fuck this is not going to be easy. And the publicist says to me, oh, relax, Chris, he's going to be fine. Once you get the camera on him, be ready. I said, okay, what do you, well, okay, I'll be ready. So he comes and we start putting him in each outfit and he just gets in front of the camera and he just shines funny. And he loves, he loved women. So he, my, luckily I had a female makeup artist and a female stylist and a female assistant. He was just performing for them to get them to laugh and smile. So it was the, we laughed the whole day, the whole day. 
nothing, no, I don't think we stopped laughing because he was just really made me look good. Had him go down the slide on Santa Monica Pier. Had him, <laughs> like, it was just, it was crazy. It was a lot of fun. He was a brilliant, brilliant man and funny and just so genuine. Big that's heart. How, I think you hit on so That's how comedy feels like. It's like you just be like sitting there and then like you like you do your set and you just go back to like whatever. It's like, weird. you know, it's just like that's how comedy feels. Like you just go off there. You're like, okay, I'm going to go bullshit for 30 like you might chris probably is way funnier than me but but, but i feel like i just, i'll just go there and like talk for 30 minutes and then just be like okay i'm just gonna go fucking and everybody's well, like so excited i, I want to find a picture i can pull i, I think that like anthony I, my philosophy on comedians and comedy i grew up i grew up on george carlin and richard pryor they were gods yeah. to me okay richard pryor. richard pryor was i know every album by heart and i can quote everything the what I love about comedians, the ones that I've been around and talked to and had conversations with or whatever, was I like that, that you're able to go on stage, express yourself and have your, your skills because it's a skill and it's a technique. And it's, you know, it's like me doing a photo shoot. You have to have these, this skill level. You do that and then, yeah, you cut off stage and you're you. Um, so... You know, I always tell people, you don't, you don't, when you're with a comedian that's not working, you don't go, hey, tell me a joke. It just doesn't work. It's, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, it's a weird thing. Yeah, no, I, I try to yeah. sum that up too. It's like, like people ask me all the time, like, like, tell me a joke. And I'm like, well, what do you do? And they're, and they're, and they're like, uh, they're like, oh, I'm a, like a dentist or something. I'm like, all right, well, can you fucking brush my teeth or something? It's like, you mean, it's like, you know, that's yeah. what it is. Like, can you do your <laughs> job for free brush right my now? Teeth? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, can you like do your job for fucking free right now? And like, I mean, I, I, that's like, that's like how I feel when people ask me that. And I don't think they understand it. I don't think they mean it. Mean it mean it's it. never going to be funny when you're put on the spot like that. Like, okay, yeah. perform now. You're like, I'm not even funny when when I'm not, when I'm like doing a set, you know, it's like not even, it's not my, I do a different kind of comedy where I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you work a lot. <laughs> I do, I do, yeah, it's, really, it's really easy. No one else is funny either. So it's, it's a pretty easy time to do it. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> find this photo. I have a photo, but I can't like my screen share is stupid. It only lets me share browsers or something. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? No, I'm I think. I, I think that, you know, I've been to the comedy store here back in the day and the improv and things like that. It's, it's definitely fun. Uh, it was definitely a good time to be able to, to meet some of these people. Like I, I, like I said, I grew up on the Carson show, Johnny Carson tonight show as a kid, yeah. I stayed up every night to watch Johnny Carson. And I never went to bed until this after sums it up. I think this, I found the picture finally. This sums oh, up. Look, look at my face and everybody else's. Everybody else is like, really I'm looking happy. at the outfit right now. That's <laughs> really happy. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, dude, look, we made it. We did a comedy show. Yeah. I was like, fuck what? You don't like, just go off like a week-long bender or some shit. Like, I, just, I, just, I, I think, I think Anthony, I think they're smiling because they're scared. I see fear in their <laughs> eyes. Like, like, like you're going like, to cut cut them up in pieces. Like, I, feel like this sums, I feel like this sums up my style of comedy. Like, everybody else is like, look, mom, I made it. I did a comedy set. And I'm just like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> they're like, they're, you know, I see in their eyes is like, please save us. <laughs> save please us. save us. No, okay, let me see. I look at their eyes. I'm too narcissistic. Come on, Anthony. Come on now. Let me look at their eyes. Here. No, I think they, look, they look like serial killer next to us. Serial killer. <laughs> they look happy to be with me, man. Like they look Do like, they really? They look like they look like they finally made it. Look, we finally made it. You know, they got that vibe to them. <laughs> Nick, you agree like, with me, right? You agree with me. They look scared. They're like, yeah, this guy. 
<laughs> I, think, I think that sums up like 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 how of you are. You know, it's like it's like a job to me, and I just want to go home all the time. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just like okay, I'm gonna sell some T-shirts and tell people they want to hear or what they don't want to hear, depending on my mood, and then I'm gonna leave. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever have you ever come to LA and performed? Oh no, I hate LA. I I don't like California. Oh. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm from Missouri. Yeah, you don't like it because you might get sunburned because the sun's too bright for you. <laughs> no, I just feel, uh, I feel like I was really heterophobic there, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> Kids today. <laughs> that's my, it's my problem, you know? It's like, well, you guys are cool. You guys are both in L.A. If I had friends like you guys, I'd maybe... <laughs> you I, can't I'd also hate anyone from L.A. or anyone in L.A. right at this very moment. Like, <laughs> You know, but you know how it is. You, you guys live in L.A. and probably hate L.A. I well, I like LA. I've been here for forty years. It works for me. It's a love, it's a love hate thing, you know. Yeah, there's things yeah. I love. There's things I hate. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's you hate to love it and you love to hate it. You love to hate it. Yeah, no, it's like a toxic relationship with a with yeah, an exactly. abusive ex boyfriend. <laughs> like I love him, but he just beats me. Exactly. <laughs> but she takes all my money. <laughs> you are uh, like Teddy's asking. Um, what's your? Do you have a favorite picture you've taken professionally? Otherwise. Um, if I had, if you put a gun to my head and said, pick one, I would say if I had to pick one, I would say my portrait of ice tea is probably one of my favorites because it says to me, it says everything that needs to be said about ice tea. Let me see if I can, pull oh. it up. let me see if I can pull it up. That's crazy. Yeah. No, um, that's a good, what a great fucking question, man. Like, like, like I love how like the fans have better questions than I do. <laughs> it's, like, it's like really it's really cool that like i mean people just like have great questions man like makes well maybe if you did your homework <laughs> i hate homework <laughs> don't make me do homework please um i just have to make sure everybody's vaccinated before they come on the show that's my job times you can't be on here we are affiliates of pfizer my uh use Anthony Rogers on pfizer.com you get 20 percent off your next your next shot. So that's all, that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to sell out. Like, I've, I've been trying to sell out for years. <laughs> Where is it at here? We'll just make everybody wait in silence. If you're watching right now, just wait in silence. while I No, you can keep talking. Just... Keep talking. <laughs> can you make that face you made in the picture? Here it is. You ready? Yeah. I am behind the sunglasses. Like, You're I, like, fuck. I can't even do it. It's like, dude, I, I couldn't even do that on purpose either. I, I just think I look annoyed all the time. Like, like people are like scared to talk. Like, they're, like, they're, like, they're like, good show. Ooh. Oh, oh my that's God. Such a that's, good picture. Doesn't even look like ice cream, man. That's nice. That's gangsta. That's OG. That's OG. I'm about to sell this couch I'm on and hire you to take photos of me. Um, can I can I do a selfish plug here? Because you can Obviously. download my Greatest Hits app at the Apple Store and Google Store and see all these pictures and the stories behind them. Do you have an app? Ooh. What's it called? It's called Greatest Hits. It's under my name. It's on the Google Store and the a Apple Store. And you okay. can download it and you can see proof sheets from the film. You can see the story behind the photos. There's trailers to the exhibitions. And we're adding more and more to it. Oh. That's so exciting. I love that. Yeah, awesome. we're going to, we, we want to take next year, we want to take advantage of AR and VR and try to have uh, 
people be able to come to the exhibitions through their goggles and stuff. What's AR? Ooh, like augmented what's, what's reality? reality. Augmented reality. That's right. Okay. Yeah. What's augmented reality? It's like you you use like your phone and like you, you could be in like a computer and the real I, I like you view like see, I don't know how to describe it. like this video. Oh, like, an ice cube. Damn, I love the black and white. Love the black and white. Yeah, he tricked so many kids into going to jail, dude. He was like, you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude, he did though, man. Like he made so much like side money with the privatized prison complex. They're like, I'm a big Ice Cube fan, but not his music. Him as a businessman. I'm thinking. I'm. A, he owns a basketball league. You can't complain. That sounds racist. I just feel like it sounds racist. I'm not saying it is. It just sounds. <laughs> weird. The uh, it's like the, yeah, Ice Cube he owns a, he owns a watermelon farm. You know. It's like, well, what no, but what I like is these days. What I, I I when I meet young musicians these days, and I'll do a shoot or something for free. They'll I'll say to them, "What is your goal?" And they're like, "Well, I just want to do a tour." I want to play, you know, I want to play the forum or I want to do a tour of this or I want to just play shows and play my music. I'm like, you want to be Dr. Dre and be a billionaire. You want to be yeah. Cube Cube and own a basketball league. Yeah. Like, aim bigger. Like, what's this like tiny, I want to do a show at the Roxy. Who cares? Yeah. Dude, everybody you know how many bad goes? bands I've seen do shows at the Roxy? I'm like, dude, no one gives oh, a God. shit about the fucking Roxy. I saw Nirvana at the Roxy. That was like... Probably a while ago. <laughs> in 1991. Where were you, Nikki? <laughs> Pop, I don't know. I invited you and you weren't here. You didn't show up. You stood me up. We had Kurt Cobain on the show a couple weeks ago on a Ouija board. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we summoned his spirit and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah How's he doing? <laughs> How's he doing? <laughs> can't, complain. <laughs> he can't complain. can't <laughs> complain. <laughs> He's fine. He says hello to everybody. Just floating around in the ether, you know, not giving yeah. two fucks. Still, still not exactly. giving two fucks. <laughs> Kirk Cobain's interesting too, because like, like in eighth grade, he seems like he seems like the greatest person ever. But yeah. then, like as I get older, I'm just like, this guy was just a kid. Like, yep. I, I see him like videos like wiping his hands with like pizza on like on like tablecloths and stuff. I'm like this guy's, <laughs> he never got old. He like you know I mean he never he never like got old. He just stayed like a kid forever. You know. Well, that's same thing here. I'm I, I have I, this year on my birthday, my best friend in the world, my number one bestie. I call. She called me up to wish me a happy birthday, and I go. I have big news. I have. She goes. What's going on? What's going on? I go. Big news. She goes. What's your birthday? What are you gonna? What's going on? I said. This is the year I go, I'm going to grow up. And she hung, up, <laughs> she hung up the phone on me and I called her back and I said, what the fuck? And she goes, she goes, you're never going to grow up. I said, I'm going to grow up. And she hung up on me again. I call her back. I go, what is going on? She goes, don't fuck with me. Don't waste my time. You're not going to grow up. And she hung up on me again. And I, I, the only thing I tell people, I'm, I've been shooting 53 years now. The only thing that's changed really in my life is technology. I'm still doing the same dumb thing I've done. You know, 50 years ago. I feel like I'm like resting, get off my lawn face. You know, I feel, I feel like I'm already old. Like, as like, I, as, <laughs> oh, as you like, don't know yet. I told you, wait, you call me when you're 50. Well, you'll be dead probably, but I know. Just go to my, <laughs> go to my memorial. <laughs> Nikki's building a memorial here in Hollywood for me. I'm this fucker. I'm in. But I know I think like, uh, you should hijack the walk of fame, bro. Because like, I feel like, I feel like Hollywood's weak right now. You could take it, you know? That's yep. like it's like uh, you should put your you should uh, put, uh, Macaulay Culkin just got one. They're giving them to anybody now. You, know? you can so buy like, them. They they people buy them. How much are they? 
I don't know, but I don't think they're. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot, but I. I kind of want to put my own there and have like an offensive like middle name, like just like make up a middle name that's like crazy offensive to people. <laughs> like, like, what would that be? Oh, uh, there. Uh, have you ever seen that star? It's like, oh, there's Anthony Faggot Rogers. Like, look at that. You know, it's like, <laughs> just like slip a word in there that you can like get away with. I mean, but you call yourself the word, so it's not like offensive, wow. you know? Wow! 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 Okay. You know, you spell yeah. like an offensive word is the middle name. And I don't think you want to do that. And I don't think you'll be coming to LA to, for the unveiling of it. So <laughs> I'm not vaxxed enough to go don't to LA. Be a bunch of riots, like a bunch of riots. I think Nikki has a better chance of getting a star before you do. Well, she's a porn star. Of course she does. Yeah, like, Of course she does. Yeah, I wouldn't even argue star that. In the name, so let's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think she only has 43,000 more people on Twitter than me. So I think. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's pretty close, you know. <laughs> no, I, told, yeah, I wouldn't even argue. With it. Like this close. Yeah, no. Twelve inches close. I'm trying to do the opposite where I don't get that famous and no one can assassinate me. I want to stay in Atlanta, <laughs> losing forever. You want to so keep. keep you want to. You want to keep. You want to be famous, but you also want to keep your, your real, you know, friends and your real people in your life. You don't want to lose yeah. them. No, I agree with that. And like, uh, that's why I stayed poor forever. So I know who's yep. real, you know? I, I, told, I, I, I stayed forever in poverty. So I know that. Well, I, I like to say I'm, I'm poor. That way I know my friends like me for me and not my money. Now I'm poor, like metaphorically, you know? So, <laughs> well, I'm, poor, I'm poor. I'm poor literally. <laughs> like, you see the rich mahogany behind me. I mean, they don't just give them books to anybody. Just give yeah, them exactly. <laughs> rich mahogany. <laughs> they don't just give them to anybody. Like, Wow. Wow. <laughs> You're scaring me. You're scaring me. So would, you, would you ever take a picture of Bill Gates or any of those guys, those murderers? Would you ever take a picture of the like uh, murderers like Bill Gates or um I would I would uh if they asked and paid me, I would in a heartbeat. I don't care about anything. I back um, it up. I back selling I sell out. Clothes. I can be I can, I'm easy. I can be bought. I mean, Nikki knows I that. I can be bought. <laughs> Nikki knows. Give me some ice cream, I'll shoot whatever you want. I'm that easy. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Like, um, yeah, ice cream like, to sweeten the deal. <laughs> yeah, sometimes these shows we have like 15 minutes of ads in the beginning. Like, like, just, like that's how hard I try selling out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Next oh, week, it'll be 30 minutes of ads. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just, I, I always tell people that, you know, I just, I, I, I love shooting and it's, it's like, it's more important than breathing for me. And, um, I've been blessed. I always tell people, who do you know that can say they've done what they love for 50 years? I've been blessed. And I take it, I take that. I don't take it for granted. I'm very grateful for that fact. It hasn't been easy, but it's been a hell of a lot of fun. I bet. You know, and I, I and I'm all about having fun. You know, it's to me, it's important uh, to always have fun no matter what you're doing. Cause if it's not fun, I don't know why you'd be doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just doesn't yeah. make sense. Entertainment's fun sometimes, but I feel I feel like it was more fun. Like the idea, for my in my opinion, like you would probably do something you like better. But I feel like my thing is like I'm uneducated, so I'd make like 400 bucks a week if I did anything other than entertainment. So right. it's like, you know, I don't have any degrees, I don't have anything like that, and I'm like, right. you know. And, and hey, I think look, I've met plenty of rich, talented fuckers out there that didn't have a high school diploma. I'm not know? even. I'm trying not to be talented either. I'm just trying to be rich. I'm like, <laughs> well. I'm trying to get rid of the talent thing. Then no. you, you, I would tell you to go be a hoe. Yeah. Well, 
I'm too ugly. I'm too ugly. I'm uh, you, can, you could clean yourself up. You, you make a few dollars. I use some luxurious master beard oil. Uh, I got you're gonna. You could just get groomed up and go be a hoe. That's the real money. You be a hoe. <laughs> I'm going for like uh, the hoe in the Unabomber scene. You know, mm. I'm going for uh, the Tacky Zinsky hoe. You know, like, you ever uh, think like maybe you, you could you do know? gay porn? That's there's money in gay porn. <laughs> well, anybody could do gay porn. You know. Well, there you go. Go make but some I'd, money. I'd rather just. And do you don't that. have to leave your house. Well, that's what the podcast is. Yeah. After this, uh, just start webcamming. Just go straight exactly. from the, like right after you're done with the podcast, then just turn on, uh, you know, maybe uh, chatterbait or whatever. Yeah. Maybe if you did this show, if you did this show naked, you might get more viewers. <laughs> Don't get me started. I'll get naked. Right? <laughs> Don't get me started. Like, that's what it takes. I'm like, you have to see my comedy if you think I won't get naked right now. Uh, <laughs> please don't. Yeah, no. Okay, we're, we're not going there. I like this. Chris playing the hard to get gay now. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like I want him, but I don't want him to know I want him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good card to play. It, it's it works a lot. I bet it works a lot. You know, it seems like a successful card to play. Well, I learned the day I moved to Los Angeles. I was 21 years old, and my everybody. I worked at this black and white lab, and everybody was gay except oh, me and the so. owner. And I learned that day, my friend says to me, inside every straight man is a gay man wanting to come out. <laughs> and I said, nope, nope, not true. Not true. <laughs> and he said, nope, it's true. And I said, I said to him, I go, so basically you're telling me if I was married 50 years to a woman, fucked her in front of you with a smile on my face, you'd still say I was gay? And he'd go, yeah, you want to be gay. <laughs> I'd be like, so I'm like, really? And all these years later, I kind of think he's right. I think it's, <laughs> it's like I think the gayest thing I've ever done is watch UFC. Yeah, that can be pretty gay. That's probably the gayest, <laughs> as gay as I went to watch UFC, yeah. probably. But you gay. know, it's just I, none, nothing phases me anymore. Nothing. I feel like that was a gay guy trying to bang you though. Like off on like oh, oh like, totally. I, I think he's, just, he's just he's just like everybody's gay, bro. Anthony, 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 you work you work in a dark room with three gay guys. And this is before me too, okay? And I'm a young boy. Shit went on. I, I had to fight these guys off all the time. They tried to convince me all the time. Oh, Chris, you would like this. It's no, I won't like this. <laughs> like it was crazy back in those days. I knew I always tell people I got into photography for, for girls and it's been that way ever since. I like my girls. That's, that's how I got into doing nothing forever. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, you know, just for the girls. I do nothing with my life for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve anything, frankly. Do it for the ladies. Do it for the ladies. Exactly. <laughs> I gave up on life for the girls, you know? Gave Does, um, um, do you have clubs you perform at where you're at? I'm a bar and grill comedian. How dare you? are you basically telling me you're a waiter who tells jokes i'll be i'll be at, uh, i'll be at a denny's parking lot on the on december 3rd yeah. I'll, be, I'll be at the mcdonald's parking lot uh uh I'm, i'll I'm be next to the comedian. i'll be next to the chevy uh impala yeah. and i'll be performing i'll be at, i'll be a love truck stop next week uh in the in the parking lot I'm a, yep. I'm a truck stop comedian, yeah. No, uh, no, I, I, I do some clubs, man. I just, I, I, it depends on what they are, man. To be honest with you, like, uh, yeah. like, like, I don't know, like, 
Hawaii was a club and like Kansas City was a club. And I, I, I like I like bar and grills more because like I can get paid more and I don't have to hang out in a green room and feel like I'm special. I don't have to like sit back here and eat some bullshit fruit. Tra- I never eat the fucking food. The food's no. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I don't know who touched it. I don't know what it is. I don't yeah. fucking want that. I have a fucking tour bus. I'll, I'll eat my fucking tour bus. I mean, that's how I feel. And like, I like bar and grills. I hang out there right the whole time. Like, you I mean, yeah. I did a, uh, like you, you, you've been in Seattle, I guess, where you took all these pictures. I did a El Corazon where uh, Pearl Jam played their first five shows. I did that this year. I did like, uh, I know I the like, venue. Yeah, I did like I figured you did from Seattle. You know, I did like 20, 20 states this year probably, and uh, and I'll probably do more next year. I don't know. Hawaii was the only one that sucked really. Um, the rest of them were kind of cool. Like Hawaii is like you fly over the ocean for like six hours. I'm like, this is like a suicide attempt or something. Like this fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> it's like the fucking third world. They all hate white people. I'm just like, oh, sorry for fucking being white guys. Oh God, I'm sorry, everybody. You know. So, <laughs> Shut you up, should man. be. Yeah, you like, son sorry. of a bitch. Does <laughs> does uh, do you do, when? How long ago did you start doing stand up? Uh, um, successfully or like just in or when like, you when just I, the first time you got on stage and said, "I can do this." Seattle, actually, Cannabis Farmers Market, Seattle, twenty fourteen. I was more high than I should have been. Everybody's kept. I came from Missouri where weed wasn't legal, and then and then they had right. tables covered everywhere, like tables of it. I'm still happy about it. And like um, and they had like like pixie sticks and all. I just ate everything. And they're like, okay, you're on. And like I'm like, I was, comedian. I was like an internet comedian that made fun of people and got blacklisted for like all the, these articles I wrote. They like they like can't, I've been canceled like in three different fields, but uh, but uh, and, like, writing was one of them. And then, like, I blew up online from that. Like, I, I made fun of the, this. Uh, I don't know if you guys aren't from Missouri, so you probably don't know this. But, like, like this, this, like, thing in Ferguson happened, all these riots and stuff. And I made fun of it and said it looked like a rap video and shit. And everybody got, like, really pissed. And then, they, and then like, I toured off that. And then, like, I started setting up my own tours. And this year, I finally had a tour bus, my first year with a tour bus. Nice. Congratulations. Thanks. Next like thing you know, you're going to, you know, next thing you know, you're going to sit there and do major headline tours and come to Los Angeles. Well, I'd have to make a lot of fucking money to go to LA. You'd have to pay me like twenty k to even fucking go. Like, I fucking don't even want to go there. Like, hurts. Uh, I was gonna get you ten k, so never mind. Yeah, it's not worth it. That's what I'm saying. At least twenty, or I'm not going to LA ever. <laughs> I mean, like, unless, unless they're like, like I'm the last person in the world. Like everybody else dies. There's, there's free weed here. Really there's good free weed everywhere. Uh, <laughs> you're like everywhere. fine, fuck it. <laughs> you guys can't have guns though. You know, you guys gave up your rights. But um, I don't know. I just don't. I can't. I don't know. It's not my thing. You know, you probably wouldn't like Missouri, bro. You know, we got we got too many cool things here. You know. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's too advanced for me. Like yeah, what? No. Like a like a tree, and then like a barn, and yeah. then like an Applebee's. Wait, I heard LA had trees back in the day before the smog killed everything. I heard right. that they used to have. We a don't tree have trees LA. anymore. They used to have. Well, you got to understand, everything in LA is a set. It's not real. It's all yeah, yeah. It's one gigantic like movie. See, uh, so I'm, just so you know, I'm the star of my movie, and <laughs> Nikki is one of my extras in my movie. Uh, <laughs> I see what's going on here. <laughs> I feel like LA is a bunch of like uh, pedophile vampires and like delusional people. Like I, I, yes! I mean, it's, it's it's like it's like uh, exactly. <laughs> I feel like it's just like that's what it feels like to me. And Missouri feels like a secret nobody knows about because like you can't even can you name another city besides St. Louis or Kansas City, like in Missouri at all? Either of you? No. <laughs> That's why I love Missouri because nobody knows shit about it. Yeah. That's why I love it. I can just, I can just fucking, you know, what I mean, the FBI ain't killing me here. Like, no, the FBI ain't killing me. It might be my ironic statement, but I'm saying, like, 
It might be that. Dude, there's that one white guy. Get him. Dwight Bart in LA, bro. I mean, they're monsters out there. They yeah. All those motherfuckers, man. I'm trying to think the closest I've gotten to Missouri is I'm trying to think the closest I've gotten. Georgia. Kiko's right. Chris well, would love the like you would love the like the Ozarks. Both of you probably would, honestly. Kiko's right about I've that. been to Kansas City. Well, I've been to Kansas City, Missouri for uh, a festival. I saw I, your face when I asked if you knew about St. Louis or Kansas City. Both of you guys were like, nope. <laughs> like name one other city. You're like, nope. I don't I don't know any other city. Well, I don't That's go anywhere anymore. That's why it's great though. It's it's like a, it's like um the Mormons thought it was Eden. And we told them to go to fucking Utah. You know what I mean? That's why I like about Missouri. Like, yeah. We always call Missouri Paradise. We're like, well, get the fuck out of Paradise. This is our Paradise. Fuck yeah. you. You take well, a little I'm, weird I'm, sex cult to Utah. You know, I'm a, I'm a beach sex cult. <laughs> I'm a beach person, so it wouldn't work for me. We have beaches, but we also have like uh, people with souls. You know, that's what <laughs> I kind of like about it. Okay, they have like souls still intact. Right. Must be nice. Well, I, <laughs> I sold mine off forty years ago, so I don't what have one. Fucking do. What's so great about having a fucking soul, anyways? You know what I mean? Like... Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well, I, I don't have one. I I sold it long time ago. Well, yeah, you guys are in LA. That's what I'm saying. Like the city of fallen angels, you know? Yep. I, I like yeah. to say the city of drunken angels. Yeah. Stone I do hate your sports teams also. Um, um, well, <laughs> I grew up in Northern California, and the 11th commandment in Northern California is thou shall hate SoCal. Oh, yeah. So, like, fuck the Dodgers. Dodgers. Um, fuck the Dodgers. Fuck the Lakers. Everyone in LA is like, oh, I got a fucking Dodger dog. No, oh, no, 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 no. I used to go. Made like, out of I used to go, okay? <laughs> out of baseball. You know, it's like, Anthony, when I first moved here, I used to go to Dodger Giants games because I'm a Giants bleed. Giants, right? I used to go to sit out in the bleachers with a T-shirt that said "Fuck the Dodgers," <laughs> and and I would sit out there going "Fuck the Do- fuck you," and they'd all go like, "Why do you hate us so much?" I'm like, the "Dodgers, fuck you." And then in two thousand, in two thousand, I sh- did a shoot with Kobe Bryant, and I talked shit to him all day. I challenged him to one-on-one game. Told him the Lakers. I told me he was a pussy in front of Vanessa. I just talk. I don't. I talk. I don't. I don't. I'm not nice to those people. And one time I was. <laughs> One time I was doing a shoot for Dodger Stadium and I got in the elevator with Tommy Lasorda and I was ready to jump and beat his ass. But my assistants told me not to. It wouldn't be very good. So I said, okay. Yeah, you, just let the helicopter, you, you, you play the long game, let the helicopter take him out, you know? Yeah. No, I, no, I, my main thing was just, I just, I just grew up in, you know, Northern California. You hated, you know, anything SoCal, you just hated. You know, it was whether it was USC or UCLA for college or it was, you know, you name the sport. It was just like you, you just did not, you know. The um, only way I'd watch the Lakers if it was like a spelling bee and like LeBron James had to spell words, you know. Yeah. That's, that's the only way I'd watch the Lakers. You know, yeah. I'm like, LeBron James, spell anything. Like, I'd fucking want to see you spell fucking anything. I would, yeah, that's my, like that's peak entertainment to me. My best friend here, uh, he's. He loves everything, every LA team. Like we hate, I hate everything. He loves every with the complete opposite on, on things. And we just talk trash all year long. First I was, I was <laughs> laughing to him about the Dodgers a few weeks ago. I get to make fun of him about the Lakers. We just talk tr- like for you for 20 years. That's all we do. You know, a, fun, a fun fact about uh, a fun fact about the giants and Dodgers and, uh, and the Cardinals would be that like uh, the Cardinals have more world series than both of your teams combined. Did you, did you know that? It doesn't matter. What is it the point? Because it's the Cardinals and nobody cares. Is it? <laughs> it's, a minor league, it's a minor league team with a minor league city. 
Well, then why do they have more championships than you if they're minor league? You know, because they cheat. The points to win, you know, and like, yeah, you guys are. but they win it's in the minor the leagues. They don't. Nobody like cares. It's like to win, man. And like, yeah, we but have nobody 11... cares about the Cardinals. It's like it's. <laughs> we have eleven World Series championships. You guys, don't honestly, I've never even heard of the Cardinals. You've never <laughs> you're heard lucky, of the Nikki. You're a girl. You don't know anyone about sports. You're nobody has, Nikki. You're not alone. Nobody, <laughs> nobody has. <laughs> nobody. They have eleven World Series championships. Like even the, like the Giants. The Giants like, right. have even won a championship. Have the Giants even fucking won a World Series? That's what I'm saying. You know, they won three. Uh, three? In twenty in twenty two thousands, let me check well, how many champions. Are you sure about this? I'm going to check. Look let's look this up. <laughs> let's look this up. How many World Series the Giants have? How many World Series? <laughs> I want to know because I think they won eight. Good job. It's like good job. You won eight. Not quite eleven. Not quite eleven. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah <laughs> you guys have a bigger budget too you, you think you guys would win more games you know like you guys have a way bigger budget and like such a big town but you guys just don't yeah. win anything it's weird so you're telling me you're telling me that the cardinals have won more than the yankees no they're second the second of the yankees okay yankee yankees did this key thing where they didn't fucking sell they, like in the they had reggie jackson in the 70s and babe ruth in the 20s so 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 they kept these guys for like a decade and they just kept winning world series like they, they, like uh the yankees like won like 23 24 25 because they just kept what worked where the cardinals win a world series and sell to all you fucking assholes yeah. you mean like, like you got fucking pool halls going to the fucking angels for some reason wow like, it yeah, says the can't... yankees have 27 yeah, yeah. Yankees have more than anybody else. And they paid they, for they paid for like twenty five of those. Yeah. No, you're right. no, you're right. They have the budget. Yeah, and that's what happens. The Cardinals win a fucking World yeah. Series. Full Halls yeah. goes to the fucking Angels to be a bat boy or some shit instead yeah. of fucking hitting home runs for us. And like, I mean, that's what happened. That's what the Yankees do. They buy everybody up. They had the Reggie Jackson years. They had the fucking yep. baby. Oh, players. I was there watching it. it that's was, nuts. Yeah, no, it's nuts. I loved like that before he went to before he went to the Yankees when he was the A's as a kid. I hated the A's. We didn't like Oakland A's. And when, when they ran, they, and I think it was like, I was like, yeah, 72, 73, 74. They won three years in a row. I just, we were all angry as fuck. We were just like, couldn't believe it. And what's his name? Charlie, uh, Charlie Finley or whatever. The owner was a jerk and stuff. Oh, it was horrible. We took Mark McGuire from them. I think that was after that was after. Yeah. When he was all in doing roids and everything. I'm pro steroids. I think if you're playing, I am too. <laughs> sports steroids should be mandatory. I mean, I think everybody should just do whatever they like. Because, like, I always tell people, if everything in life, whenever you hear about something, just know that it's the tip of the iceberg. Because whoever, like, the ten guys that got busted for it, I guarantee there was another hundred that didn't get busted for it. Yeah, it's you know so I mean? boring to like to like take away these heroes' accomplishments. Like they took away like Lance Armstrong's like Tour de France's. It's yeah. it's like it's like okay, if, if steroids make you so much better, you take steroids and win fucking all these Tour de France's. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it's just like it's just nuts, man. Yeah. It's like. I just yeah. don't, I don't know, man. The guy comes back from cancer and they're like, oh, you took steroids. I'm like, I hope you did, bro. Yeah. I hope you did. <laughs> it's like, just think about all the guys that were on, like they all said during the you know, 60s and 70s, the people, all the players that were on amphetamines, on speed and shit like that. Oh, you yeah. Know, you know, like. Uh, Same shit. Like, create, it's all like, who you know, like I said, what you don't hear about, like how many guys were yeah. fucking strung out on heroin or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like it's. It's crazy. It's just, it's just stupid. That's why I don't, I, I, as I, when I was a kid, sports was everything because we didn't have anything else. But as I got older, I stopped caring about baseball, football, and basketball. I'm, I can care less about all of it really. 
Um, I'm I'm into English Premier League football as my my sport. That's what I watch mainly. Yeah, I started getting into sports because politics was getting all my friends arrested. Yeah. So I was like, I'm, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm gonna fucking talk about sports now, so I don't get fucking killed by the fuck when China comes over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, dude, basketball, bouncing balls, dude. Oh yeah, throwing balls. That's what I'm about, man. I fucking, I don't care about the government. Yeah, take it over. I'll make Nikes, whatever, China. You know? <laughs> that's how, that's how I got back into sports, you know? Because I, yeah. I just, I love English Premier League football. That's my sport. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool is my team, and I get up every morning. Like I, Saturday, I got to get up at four in the morning to watch the game. Man, is that soccer or whatever? Is yeah, that- soccer. Oh, gross. Yeah, it's because amazing. Football. Football. Oh, football. But it's like dudes uh, running. It's like it's like Lord of the Rings on fast forward. I call it. I call it keep away. As I call it keep away. Like you guys ever seen a cat? Look at this cat. Oh my god! Oh, thing, on, on live stream. If you have um donations for. <laughs> <laughs> cat's Every thirty minutes, a cat like this. What's your cat's name? This isn't my cat. This is my mom's cat. His name is um actually Hendrix. I think this one is okay. Hendrix, like Jimi yeah. Hendrix. Yeah, it's my. This is my. Yeah, this is my mom's cat. We're selling them right now to, to whoever wants to eat them. So if you want to <laughs> live stream, live stream this cat's cat's meal. Yeah. Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving. It'll be a Thanksgiving feast. Yeah. <laughs> who, needs, who needs turkey when you can have a cat? Plump ass cat. That was feed a lot of people. <laughs> Come on. Have you ever had a you know a cat stuffing? He actually uses luxurious bastard beard oil, beard oil too. Link in the description. <laughs> he actually doesn't, uses- doesn't cat go cat go good with the yams? And then, and we got another cat over here. We got a bunch of cats tonight, so. Like my cat has fur on it still. What the? <laughs> I think you said stir fry. <laughs> uh, fuck! Oh my god! I can't believe six hundred people are watching me pet my mom's cat. And it's in this How many? Bookshelf. Six hundred thirty people. It's like are uh, watching us? Yeah, for some reason, Chris. I don't oh know my why. God. <laughs> Still trying to figure it out. But I, I, I was just the three of us. I didn't know anybody was going to watch this. And I'm just saying, people watch this. It's getting kind of invasive right now. I'm kind of getting kind of. I'm getting kind of freaked out. This many people are watching us right now. I think we should be able to <laughs> your life. Past my bedtime, for God's sake. Yeah, it's getting kind of awkward with all these people staring at us. Um, I, I, I think we should go back to our lives. I think we should all stay friends. You know, I think we should, all, I think we should just. Just be good friends and and just get out of here. Like call tonight before you know. Just leave on, <laughs> leave on top. You know? Yeah, you know, like just... quit while we're ahead. <laughs> yeah, while just... we're ahead, before we say anything else that'll just totally ruin our yeah, reputation. Exactly. <laughs> I hope we didn't get Chris canceled tonight. I hope I hope, I hope Chris can still be um, employed. I hope that we didn't cancel him by saying <laughs> seven or six words that may have got us canceled. But uh, I hope that. Um, <laughs> You know, I hope that China China wins World War Three, and we all make Nikes for him. I'm pro. Yeah. I'm I pro just, man. I'm just. I I keep saying to everybody, I I care less about most things. I just want to get up and be alive. <laughs> I'm just. Do you want to plug anything? Island, you know. Do you want to plug anything before we? Uh... Well, mainly my 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 app is available at the App Store. Please download and check it out. Um, my I'm you know my my hopefully my next exhibition. I think if everything goes as planned, it's going to be in Australia in February. And I'm I'm working on three exhibitions, three exhibitions here for America. If, hey, maybe you can get me a find me a gallery in St. Louis. I'll do an exhibition there. Oh, dude, we only rob people here, dude. We don't do art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll set you up a nice tent in the middle of the street for your art. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe we can maybe we can hang my photos up on your wall behind you, and then on we the can invite people you? over. We can invite behind. people over on the real fake wall full of. <laughs> <laughs> let's do a, let's do an online gallery, so so I don't have to go anywhere and people watch. You know. Yeah, let's, exactly. Let's, we'll be like, we're like, look at these great, look at these great photos. You know. No, I'm hoping. I'm just hoping next year. My goal next year is 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 five exhibitions. And that's my goal. That's a that's big awesome. number. Normally, I do about two, but the next year I want to do five. Ooh, yay! It's not cheap. I've been kind of uncomfortable with people watching. I do have to get out of here. <laughs> I think uh, kind of invasive. I think you guys should go back to your lives and stop staring at us. Um, just people, okay? Get a just get a people. life. We're just yeah. We're just, like, we're just people are better than other people. It's not a big deal, okay? It's not a big deal to be better than other people, okay? It's like, <laughs> like you got to stay humble when you're better than everyone. So you got to control your ego, and that, and that's why we're better than everyone because we don't have egos. Just you know <laughs> what I like to say. What I like to say is just be nice to the little people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. You don't know the little people. You don't know what how I got, the people I stepped on to get here. It was it was a lot. It's like I always say, it's never too late to give up on your dreams, everybody. It's never too late. 100%. But uh, I'm going to get out of here, guys. Uh, thank you, okay. Anthony. Pleasure. God bless you all. Uh, thank you for coming you. on, thank Chris. You. Love you. Love you, Nikki. Miss you much. Anthony, thank yeah. you so much. No problem. Man. I appreciate it. And everybody watching, I hope you all find God uh, before the world ends. <laughs> uh, I hope that you find Jesus Christ and stop living a life of sin and debauchery. I hope that everybody comes to Christ and joins us in heaven. Not, heaven's going to be kind of lonely without you guys. That's all I'm saying. So God bless each and every one of you. I'm out.